The Cost Camps Coaches Show, Episode 5. Coaches, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today I have Mike Farr on. He's the head football coach at Schuylkill Haven High School. Coach Farr, he started coaching in 1986. You've uh, he, come back. He would come back in the offseason. He had a baseball career that lasted from 1985 to 1989 with the Cleveland Indians. And he started coaching full-time in 1990 under the late, great John Davis at Schuylkill Haven High School. Coach Davis passed away in uh, during summer preseason camp in 2005. And Coach Farr has been the head football coach at Schuylkill Haven ever since. So we got a vet, another veteran coach here on the show. Coach Farr, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We, um, we don't really have a set agenda on what we're going to talk about. I guess we're going to talk about a bunch of things. Um, number one, Schuylkill Haven, the first thing we can talk about here is that Schuylkill Haven has always had uh, um, a set of core values that Coach Farr has has been consistent with and has done a great job. If, if you've ever been around the team, um, you, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But he, he sticks to those core values. Coach, do you want to talk on that for a little bit? Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, <clears throat> there's a couple things that were constant. You know, when I played, I played under a coach by the name of Fred Perino and, 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 and coach Perino was very detail oriented, very disciplined. I mean, we would run the same, we ran the veer right back in the olden days and we would run the same plays over and over and over and over. And it was just this constant consistency and, you know, keeping it simple and, 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 and focused everything on execution you know, then I went with Coach Davis, and Coach Davis was a little more flamboyant, meaning he wasn't as much on the discipline part. He was more, he was just a tough, gritty, you know, let's just get in people's faces and, 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 and uh, you know, let's just go to battle for, you know, 48 minutes. And so I, I tried to take all those principles when I, when I finally had the opportunity. And unfortunately, you know, um, after a Thursday workout, in the first week of camp in 2005, Coach Davis passed away and, and on his boat in Lake Winona. So it was kind of a sudden change. Um, so for me, it was when I, you know, starting as first time head coach, um, you know, at, in the beginning, it was for me, you know, don't change anything. It's not broken. Right. So even though there was some, some things that, you know, we all do as assistants. Oh, you know, I wish we could do more of this or do more of that. You know, for me, it was, you know, it's not broke. Don't fix it. So over the years, um, I really just try to balance the team around a couple core things. You know, number one is just, you know, academically, you know, we were a little loosey goosey back in the, um, I'd say late nineties, early two thousands with, you know, our, you know, putting our focus on academics. So number one, when I came in, I wanted to make sure that on every Friday or every Monday, I had all the players that we practiced with all week. So I put a lot of emphasis on the academic standards and, and actually got very aggressive um, and took the Schuylkill Haven academic standard or the PIAA academic standard and literally took it to the next level, meaning I made it a step tougher, um, which, 
um, you know, ultimately sometimes hurt us because I was losing some players that, you know, we really needed. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it was it was about, you know, if you can't be dedicated to, you know, academics, dedicated to your community, you know, how are you going to be dedicated to your football team and your buddies on a Friday night? So to me, it, it all kind of pieced together when, um, when, when, when we talk about that, you know, everyone has their own slogans. I'm not a big slogan guy, but for me, we, we always talk about, you know, the bundle of sticks and the bundle of sticks is very simple. If you gather a, a bundle of sticks, uh, maybe a fist size and you try to break them, it's almost impossible. But if you pull each stick out individually, they break very easily. Um, so for me, it's, you know, the togetherness, the, you know, the, everyone's academically sound, everyone's involved in their community, um, everyone is at practice, everyone's giving their maximum effort, you know, on a Friday night, you know, every, everybody's giving that 150%, and for me, um, anything less than that standard is unacceptable, um, so I would rather have a core group of 25, 30, 35 kids that believe in that standard, rather than having 50, 60 kids and half of them are in, half of them aren't in. So for, that's the constant um, for me that I, you know, I never, um, I never truly wanted to change. And, uh, and in this one story that always comes to my mind all the time is, you know, in 2008, I had a great football team, you know, it's one of those once in a, in a decade teams and, you know, and uh, we were going to play an opponent, Riverside. And, um, you know, the whole week we were getting ready to play. And I was really second guessing, you know. I mean, these guys were a very good football team. They were really exciting, really quick, tough. I'm thinking, man, how are we going to match up with these guys? And, 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 and Coach Roth and I um, talked right after Coach Roth played them in Riverside Beat Southern. And Coach Roth and I talked that Sunday night after his game. And he goes, listen, I know what you're thinking. You're watching our film and go, oh, my God. If, you know, they matched up and, and really, really gave it to, to Southern. You know, what do I got to do? It's different. And, and Coach Roth told me something I'll never forget. And he said, you got to do what you do best. Don't let anybody persuade you to do differently uh, than you what you would normally do. Your kids believe in your system. They believe in what you got going on. And, you know, right now you're better than us. So you need to go in with your game plan. Do not sway based on anything you're seeing in our film. Um, and that just stuck with me. And, and you know, I try to, uh, so as I've been coaching over the years, yeah, I try to diversify a little bit, um, depending on what kind of talent I have. Uh, but I've been blessed my first, whatever, 15 years or whatever with some great running backs and some very good offensive linemen. So, you know, we were just the kind of team that, well, we want to play good defense and we're just going to run the football and take our play action pass attempts when we need to. Um, so, I mean. What you're yeah, saying there, what you're saying there about when you prepare for a a, a good team, a, maybe a superior team that you know is better than you, or a team that you got a chance to to, to lose against, 
there's been a lot of times when I I know I've kind of thought to myself for game planning that we do have to change things up because what we do is not going to work against these guys. And, yeah. but, but I've also experienced doing and doing that, that your players, either they, they're realizing that, that, you know, that they're better than you exactly. and that exactly. kind of, that creeps in their mind and, and now they're second guessing the whole thing. And the other thing is when it comes to game time, then they're doing something new that they're not comfortable with. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so you know, I try to, I just try to keep the game really simple. Yeah. So for me, it's, uh, I'm trying to every single play. I'm trying to gain four yards. I don't try to score touchdowns. I try to gain four yards. So every time I design a play, I'm designing a play so that the end result of that play is a is a, a three to four yard game. I've seen some school Coolhaven football games, and there's those three to four yard gains after three quarters of a defense getting those three to four yard, giving up those three, that wears on a defense. And and toward the end of yeah. the ball game, that can become 30 and 40 yard gains, gains just because defenses are so worn out by it. Yeah. You, yeah, so, and, yeah, so in effect, you know, that game with Riverside, we had the, in a 48-minute game, we were on offense for 37 okay. of those minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's wearing a defense down right there. Yeah, and ultimately that's what won the football game for us was the fact that, you know, in the fourth quarter when we're just really kind of getting into our mojo, I mean, we we train and we, you know, we train in the weight room, we train on the field, we condition on the field to be able to, you know, get those, take those shots, not only take them, but give them. So it's, to me, it's, you know, John used to, John Davis used to call it a heavyweight fight every Friday and, um yeah, and that's really what we were. That was that was our brand. I mean, if you would anybody who talked about Skokie Haven, the brand is, man. You know, they may not be the most talented, but you better you better tighten right. up the chin strap. And um, you know, so for me, it's you know, so I've been trying to run this program and that style of consistency. And, and listen, football has changed around us, and I have diversified uh, a little bit because of the talent level the last couple of years that I've had hasn't been the same. I mean, I get, you know, everyone's aware of the small school level, you know, I don't get those waves of, you know, I don't get those 12 to 15 new kids every yep. year. Like my junior class right now has three football players in it. The last year's senior class had five The year before that had four, you know, so it's like, it's been getting very tough to find that 10 to 12, uh, 15 kids in every class and then have them stay through for four years. Kids, things are just different. There's more opportunities. Kids are being more uh, uh, focused on, on, on individual sports. And unfortunately football is a, is a, a sport that isn't made for everybody. So I, I wanted to ask um, you it's about, been tough for us. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about other sports. So I know at school Cohaven because of the size of the school, uh, there are a lot of multi-sport athletes. And I know yep. the basketball team has had a good history. The, there's there's yep. always good wrestlers that come out of school. Cohaven, the spring sports has, have had success. How does how how do you maintain, or I guess do are all the coaches on the same page with Mike Farr's core values? And you got, I mean, is that something? Do you do you know the other coaches? Because that is something year after year. There's a toughness there at school. Cohaven, no matter what the sport. 
And maybe it's a generational thing that's passed down from parents that, that have kind of stuck around town and they're now their kids are in high school. What do you attribute that toughness to, Coach? Yeah. Well, I think um, I think when it comes to from the boys' side, the boys' basketball coach, uh, Scott Buffington is our baseball coach. By the way, they are the 2000 and uh, what is it? What was it, 21? No, this is 21. Yeah, well, it would have been 22, spring of 21. 21. Spring of 21, they are the state baseball, double-A state baseball champions. So um, Coach Buffington was my baseball coach in high school. Okay. So he's been here forever and ever. Um, he was part of the staff when I played football here also. Um, and uh, uh, the basketball. I think that we all have the same core values. I think we all understand the challenges. So what I have done, the past several years is um, I've uh, I've tried to um, make sure that I'm flexible enough that, you know, the basketball kids get an opportunity to play basketball and, you know, the baseball kids have an opportunity to play baseball. And I don't, I don't try to hog all the time up, put it that way. Um, even though, you know, you could argue that football needs the most time because, you know, getting, you know, bigger, faster, stronger takes time. And, and, and to compete in today's new world, um, it ends up being a full-time job um, for these, for these kids. So you just try, I just try to balance it. Um, you know, I, I communicate with the, uh, as baseball doesn't really affect us much. Um, they'll start up in like February and they'll, you know, they end in May. And so it really doesn't really affect us. We'll do spring. But more times than not, our spring ball is we're not going to have our athletes here. So we focus all of our spring ball on um, our trench play and working with defensive and offensive linemen and really, really every day coming in and working on those fundamentals with them. But um, the, um, you know, I think it's just it's just really being flexible. And the other thing that's important to me is these they're kids. So they have to have if you want to make athletics fun for kids it's got to be more than just playing these kids got to go on vacations they have to spend time with their families you can't so it's just that's the new challenge today is you know is you know the social media you know giving them family interaction time giving them vacation time and allowing them to be kids so that when they do when they are coming back they're not bitter and they're not uh, oh, it's football. It's just every day. This guy's nuts. <laughs> um, you know, I just all want to do is go to the beach. And so I try to, I don't want to say bargain with them, but you know, I try to schedule stuff and get their input, especially from the seniors or the upperclassmen. Um, Cause I don't want to wear them out. I don't, it's a long season and our style of play um it's, you know, it's a lot more physical. Um, so, you know, it's a long year. Well, here uh, it is. So this it's, is, it's, a, it's a balance. This is November 22nd right now that, that we're recording this. So yeah. so the, the regular season's over. There's a few teams left in the playoffs. Yeah. What what will Schoolhaven football, what's your, like, what's the next thing on your calendar? Like, when will you start your, your weight room stuff? Have you started that yeah. stuff already? <laughs> We, uh, well, I tried to give them some time off, but then I had my eighth grade kids come up and say, coach, when can we start lifting? 
So, and I kind of hold them off, but we're going to start officially Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So next Tuesday. And do you we're have like start. a, do you have like a set regimen, like a program that you'll have them go into right away? Or will the, is it kind of like, yeah, Ty, I mean, Tyler, Tyler Dean will put them into okay. a, a three month, uh, build phase. So they're going to, they're going to do, we're going to do a lot of stretching. We're going to do, um, heavy main body part lifts we're gonna do that for probably three months will this, and then will this be come, guys that are not playing a winter sport well normally it would be but the guys that are playing winter sports they're also coming to us and saying hey we can't make it after school obviously but can we lift now at 6 a.m so okay. we're putting a program together to get those kids wow. in at 6 a.m and then get the rest of the kids in after school so yeah, we're we're just fortunate. I mean, right now we just have a great group of kids that are really interested, not only just for football. I mean, we've got some really good talented basketball players and we got some excellent baseball players, but they understand the value of developing their bodies and they know that if they do the football style workout and again, we know when a kid's pitching, we we know when they have basketball games, there's times to there's times to really go hard and there's times to really just kind of back off and, and reduce the weight. So we don't want to affect anybody's jumper. We don't want to affect anybody's, any pitchers throwing. So we kind of, uh, we kind of play around with the whole thing. And um, so it's, uh, yeah. When so you- we're going to, we'll mix, we'll mix up the workouts. And when we mix up the workouts, we mix them up by grade. Okay. So obviously we don't have, uh, you know, kids that are just starting out, obviously need to learn the fundamentals right. of being in the weight room. I was gonna and then we have our, our, our older kids. So we tear it out. Uh, we don't necessarily tear it out by position as much as we tear it out by, um, you know, overall function and strength. Okay. So when that winter season's over, so the basketball players and wrestlers, they can spend a little more time with you. Will you – Will you start to amp things up a little bit and, uh, like, I don't know, maybe do some more Olympic lifting and things like that in the springtime? Well, yeah. Yeah, in the springtime, we will go into high-intensity functional movement. Okay. So we'll drop everything from max back to probably 80%, but 80% taking you to failure every day. Okay. So that body part we will take that body part to failure. So if it's leg day, there's a good chance you need a ride home. <laughs> okay. All or right. you're going to need some downtime. So when, when we're done, um, when we're done, we're, we're literally going to take you to failure. And it, it is mapped out. There is some nutritional stuff in there that we do. Um, you know, we still utilize Derek Flail um, uh, once or twice a week who, uh, uh, you know, started up a really good program from us back in 2012. Is, he, is Derek back at the jungle now? Derek does specialized things at the jungle. Derek is part of the state police now, so his okay. schedule is different. Okay. But, uh, you know, I do re- we do reach out. There are some athletes that still work out with him. Um, he's one of the best trainers I've ever well, – he is the best trainer I've ever been good around. Good guy, too. Really uh, good guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, – the guy's a machine and he will if he can't improve your athlete no one can i've n- I've never seen him not improve an athlete 
I like Never. Uh, he um he doesn't do it as much as he once did, but he used to like on um social media he would post stuff. And yeah. it was, it, I loved yeah. watching the stuff that he would do with athletes. It was great. And it's probably up it's yeah. probably archived on there somewhere. So if you do some sort of Yeah, it's definitely search, in there. Yeah, you can uh, yeah. you can look that you can look that stuff up. But he does some really good but again, stuff. But again, that's our that's our phase. So yeah. then we'll go in and you know, we're very fortunate that, you know, probably end of February, beginning of March at Schuylkill Haven, we have a new indoor facility that'll be open, which will have half a football field of turf, plus weight training and some physical training stuff. And uh, the whole thing sponsored uh, uh, through the uh, Valley Health Network. So we're working in, in coordination with them. And so we'll get in, we'll start, you know, we'll start massively flipping tires and yeah. we'll start pushing sleds and we'll start, you know, we did, we made a modified three man sled for our alignment. So we'll start, we'll start working some of that stuff and, um, and start getting very aggressive. We, as we got a young team, I only, I'm only going to have three seniors. I'm going to have a, a, maybe a handful of like seven or eight juniors. Um, but uh, we have 14 new freshmen in who, who will be freshmen in, and they're a great group of kids. Good. Um, so really we're, back to we're back to where we were when we started the jungle so you know for me i did a hard reset and there were some things over the last couple of years with covid and everything that we kind of lost sight of and um but we're back we did a hard reset and, and we're we're i call it old school so we're back to old school um you know i think um the other thing i think you know i get to travel a lot for my work so i get to i get to meet a lot of people and i i think you know, when you're 56 years old, like I am, and you're going into year 36, you get caught up. There's two different styles of coaching, right? You get caught up into the um, the old guy who thinks his way is is the best, and you're not going to change me. And, right. Or or you get caught up into going to clinics and seeing all this fancy stuff, and you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, that looks really cool. You know, we should do all this stuff." So. I'm the guy who wants to be in the middle where I believe a lot of the old core values are extremely important in a football game. Cause at the end of the day, unless you have superior athletes, if you want to be consistently successful every year, I believe it all starts fundamentally. So fundamentals, 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 you know, make your kids as big and strong as they are. And then, you know, as your athlete, pool changes year to year you know be a little bit more diverse i don't think it has to be one way or the other i think you can kind of float in the middle there as a coach and maximize your potential um you know by being flexible enough to understand what you're good at um what this team is going to be good at and 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 working towards that and and not swaying either way so i think a lot of guys i watch a lot of guys Again, they get too caught up in these new style of offenses, even though they're great and 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 you know they're they're a lot of fun to watch. And but again, do I you know I so for me it's about do I want to be fun to watch or do I want to be successful? Right, right. It's good. Point. So I prefer I prefer our football team, and, and I know if you asked any of our kids, they would say we want to be coach. We don't care what it looks like. We just want to win. And I agree. So, um, so that's why I don't try to sway 
I mean, look at some of the most successful programs in the east of the east of the Susquehanna. I mean, I two of them right off the top of my head. Why I'm missing? That's the first thing I was going. I was going to talk about why I'm missing. Keep going. In Southern Columbia, and other than a little bit of diversity here and there, and I'm talking a little bit, not much. And I played against Coach Coach Roth back in the '90s. And, you know, I, I didn't play against Why Missing, but when Why Missing was, uh, that coach went to, um, what was that Catholic school? Did he coach? He coached at a different school that's now, that combined makes Bur- Burke's Catholic. Either Holy Name or Reading Central Catholic. Those are the two that combined. I think it was Holy Name. Okay. So those two gentlemen have been running the wing tee or modified versions of the wing tee for 30 plus years. Look at how successful they are. Why it's not flashy. Why I'm missing is kicking yeah. back this year. And yeah, it's not flashy. They plug kids into a system yep. and they have the system down where it's just, they're just fundamentally sound. So they're very competitive when they have average talent. They're very good when the talent level rises. And I think if you want to look at consistency of high school football, to me, that epitomizes what consistency actually means. You should always be competitive when you're taking average to maybe slightly below average, but you have a good system and you're developing players. But then when your talent level rises, that's when you take uh, consistent competitive teams and make them elite. That's when you make and, the runs. You know, that's when you make the playoff runs. Exactly. The, and, uh, so that's where I just try to stay there. I just try to float. I don't want to be any different than that. Uh, to me, that's I'm satisfied. Um, and I believe our program, the history of the program shows that, you know, that's that it's spot on. And I think that's what Coach Roth was trying to tell me that night. Yep. Because he uh, knew my he knew I was spinning. The um the, the thing about Schuylkill Haven football, about why I'm missing football and Southern Columbia football, it kinda gets lost on, on the average observer too, is they're always it's always sound defense. There's always guys they're sound tacklers, they can run, they, they everybody's flying to the football. They got guys on the perimeter that, that, that wanna make plays on the ball when it's thrown their way. And that's been a big mainstay, too, and that's what keeps those programs successful. It's not just the consistency in what they're doing offensively, but it's also at the defensive end. And that's kind of that's, that's yeah. not as easy to notice and, and not as talked about. Right. But that's always right. been a staple in all three of the programs there that we're talking about. Well, yeah, what I can tell you in our in Schuylkill if you look at the last 16 years, the years that we were down or mediocre were all every – those were the years where our defense wasn't as sound. Yep. The last two seasons, we were just we're super young, we're undersized. You know, I played with, I've been playing with freshmen and sophomores now for, for the last two years, and you know they're just undersized, so we can't make those perimeter plays. We're giving up big chunk plays. Um, offensively, if you look at our numbers, you go, well, yeah, I mean they do, they're doing a decent job offensively. Just defensively, we just we just struggle. We can't get it done. So I agree with you. I mean, oh, that's you know, defense wins championships. Yep. You look at any good team. 90 percent of all winning football teams is because their defense is legit. They're sound. They're very good tacklers. They they enjoy playing defense. 
you know, offensively, they just do whatever they do what they got to do uh, to get the job done. But defense is where they're winning their games. And, um, you know, we just, we personally, we just haven't gotten that done the last two years. Coach, I'm going to switch gears here, kind of take the, uh, the focus away from, from, I guess it's not taking the focus away from football, but um, could you just, I know you're, you're a high ranking member of the PSFCA, <laughs> the Pennsylvania Scholastic yeah. Football Coaches Association, and this is a this is an association. This is an organization that that I'm a big fan of. I've I've been to the clinic a bunch of times. Um, there's a lot of great people involved in this. Could you just kind of give me a, a a brief rundown of of what the PFCA does, what what it, what all the the uh, the charitable things you do, all the events you hold, and um and what you guys are all about. Yeah, well, the PSFCA is all the Pennsylvania coaches in the state of PA. I believe there's 564 schools in the state that uh, play football. Um, so what we, we have district directors, so every district has at least one director. I believe our numbers are up to somewhere in the uh, like 54 to 56 range as far as directors go. Okay. Um, and... Uh, you know, recent, I'd say maybe six, five, six, seven years ago, um, we we used to lease our name rights. We owned the name Big 33. So we used to lease those rights to um, the Big 33 Foundation, and we used to just be there just to supply the players and the coaches. But uh, since that foundation has dissolved, the PSFCA runs the – uh, big 33 football game that's every Memorial Day um, in Dolphin County. And we also run the East-West games. Now there's two different East-West games now. There's a big school East-West game, which is 4A through 6A. And then there's a small school East-West game that uh, um, is for single A through 3A. Um, so we we come together in State College January of every year, we pick the, we rank all the teams out of the player nominations, and then we start placing, we place the Big 33 team first, and then we start placing the big school, small school, East-West games based on the ranking. We literally just go down a list. So all the directors go in, we get, um, we get placed into uh, uh, position, position ranking uh, areas. We watch film. We do, uh, we not only do we film study, but we also, you know, do our uh, due diligence when it comes to statistics and, and uh, looking up uh, player bios. And, and then we start ranking guys. Um, the other things that we do, we hold an annual clinic every year. This year it's up at the Penn Stater in State College, uh, February 10th through 12th. Um, there'll be college coaches, high school coaches. It's a very good, it's a very good clinic um to go to a great area it's all confined and restricted into one area um and then normally um you know there are times where we do get some demo stuff um from uh, penn state pit temple um down in uh Hubla hall so uh, you know that's a great event yeah, we also I, I uh, expand on that real quick, Coach. I, that's yeah, a, sure. Uh, what yeah. he's talking about there is like the 
that's Penn State's indoor facility where they practice indoors at Hula Bahal and and yep. they uh I've a lot of drills they they go over drills with players. Penn State will have a couple players there, and then you know Pitt and Temple and and some other guys they'll they'll actually drill specific position specific drills. And I've taken a yep. lot of drills away from that. It, that's what they do on Saturday morning. So the clinic usually goes Thursday to Saturday morning. And yep. uh, on that Saturday morning, that's what. And I'm not sure if that's going to be the format this year. This is this is a, uh, this is what's been done in the past years, and that's been that's been a highlight for me. And that's why I think that clinic is awesome. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's a great event. There's if you're if you're a football junkie, um, it's a great three days. It's a it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Um, the other thing the PSFCA does is, uh, well, when COVID hit, <clears throat> we started to run combines. So we'll pick out, you know, five, six, seven spots across the state, and we'll, we'll organize a combine with a local high school where the high school staff comes together and, and puts in kids sign up. There's a, there's a nominal fee. I don't even remember what it is. Um, everything's electronically timed. So you'll go through a bunch of stations, they'll time you, and then they'll go through drill work that that local high school staff will take all the players, split them up, and, and, and do some drill work and some agility work. Um, and then all that information and uh, uh, video of the event uh, goes out to uh, all the, any, any and all colleges that, that want to see it. So that's one thing we started. Uh, we started recently, you know. And again, we have all kinds of fundraisers. We have golf tournaments um, and different activities. You know, the you know the buddy program, which is part of the Big Thirty Three, is something um, that we you know we constantly try to improve. You know, we have the you know the cheerleaders and all those different style of events that all occur as part of the whole big 33 weekend. I mean, talk about a great football weekend. You have, you have the East West big school, small school game on Sunday, which is, I believe it's somewhere like May 30th. It's that Memorial day weekend. That's Sunday of Memorial day weekend. And then Monday you have the big 33 game. All the events are at the same venue, which I believe in 2022, it's Bishop McDevitt high school. And, uh, in the Harrisburg area, in Dolphin County. So, um, yeah, I mean, we stay, I stay pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just what, you know, it's, you know, the PSFCA is a great organization. Um, you know, we have, uh, we do have, we do, we are, the turnout from high school coaches, it is not a mandatory organization to belong to, but um, the last uh, two to three years, our our participation has has increased to a fairly respectable number. You know, I think we're in the low 60 percentile range right now. Um, you know, the goal for our group is to get to that 80 percentile uh, range of coaches. We you know we know it's it's difficult and to get you know 100 percent, even though we wish we had 100 percent participation. Um, now, my responsibility is I have all the districts basically east of the Susquehanna. I know District 3 kind of gets split, mm -hmm. but I have I have District 3, District 4, District 2, um, District 11, um, and in the Philly region, I have District 112. Okay. So 
yeah, basically everything the East Side, and you know, and I just help those coaches and those in those areas. One, help them coordinate their their own association groups. Like in Schuylkill County, we have what's called the Schuylkill County Football Coaches Association. Um, in in um, and basically the western side of District 11. So we have uh, basically the whole Schuylkill League, 16 teams. And then uh, we're looking to bring in the Colonial League next year, which is an additional 12 teams. So, again, it's about being football coaches, um, being part of that mass membership. There are there are a lot of benefits that come with those memberships. Um, being in the PSFCA, probably one of the biggest uh, pros for being a member of the PSFCA is the Million Dollar Life uh, liability insurance policy. So uh, if you're a part of the PSFCA and you have any issues as a coach, whether, I mean, you can imagine the number of potential issues we have as, as coaches, yep. especially in today's day. Um, the PSFCA, by being a member, um, there is a million dollar liability policy. So whether you're running clinics, camps, um, you know, unfortunately, maybe hopefully there's no like social issue right. that goes on or any or any like anything that would put you in liability. Um, you know, you have that comfort at least having that that policy to help back you in case if you have a situation that may come up. Um, you know, we get still get Penn State tickets, so being a part of that association gives you gets you the opportunity to get into Penn State. Uh, for a game or, or two games every year. Um, and I mean, it's endless. The, the amount of, we can sit here and talk about it all day, the, the benefits of the PSFCA. So um, I recommend if you're a Pennsylvania football coach, uh, I recommend whether you're a volunteer, whether you're a volunteer, a paid assistant, or you're a head coach, the PSFCA is here for everybody. So if your head coach doesn't want to be a part of, uh, the Pennsylvania Football Coaches Association, for some reason, you as an assistant can still join the PSFCA and be a part of uh, of the football organization in Pennsylvania. The bottom line is the organization's here to make football better. And that's, well, yeah, that's our, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, and, you um, know, yeah. It's not like they're trying to, you're not trying to make a ton of money. You're, I mean, no. you, you're, you're, if you are, no. you're doing, using that money to make football better. You're trying to make it better Correct. for everybody, for for all levels. Um, if if I'm not mistaken, coaches, and correct me if I'm wrong, the the website is it big33.org that they, they yes, go to I find more stuff Big out about the PFCA. Yeah, PFCA. yeah, and I think we just yeah, I think we just did a redesign. Okay. So I think when you go on to big33.org, it may have a cover page that asks you, do you want to go into the big33 portion or do you want to go into the PFCA portion? If that is not the case, because I haven't gone in it in, in about a month or two, if that's not the case, if you go into the big33.org and you go into the, um, the the title lines across the top, I forget the technical term. If you if you look through there, you will see um, a link for the uh, PSFCA. Just click it, and it'll go on there. It'll talk. It, it'll take you through. Basically anything you want to know about the uh, Pennsylvania Football Coaches Association. 
if you're uh, if you're a coaching staff and you're talking about your what you're going to do for a, a clinic next year and you haven't visited, you haven't been up to the Penn State or for the PSFCA clinic, it's awesome. I really uh, I highly recommend that, and I think there's a discount for members, so keep yep. that in mind. Yep. And um, that's a yeah, that's a that's coach. That's a good push for that PSFCA, yeah. and I think it's a great organization. That's I mean that's my personal opinion, but. I really do think yep. you guys are doing the best for football and for Pennsylvania football and, and improving our game. Well, well, here's the way I look at it. So from a membership standpoint, I'll just, let's just membership for one minute. Sure. You know, for $500, I get my entire staff all the way down through my junior high. They not only become members of the PSFCA, but they all can go to the clinic as part of that fee. So, yeah, awesome. You know, right now I have, what, 12 guys? I put 12 guys on there, I believe, this year. So those 12 individuals, everyone can go to the clinic. It's already paid for. Wow. All of them can reap the benefits of the PSFCA and the, and, and the liability insurance if they choose to use it or need it. Also, for me, I run summer camps. So for me, I can go into the PSFCA insurance provider and they give me discounted rates for a quick example for our, our all-star game 10 years ago, when I used to run the Schuylkill County football all-star game, it used to cost me upwards of 16, $1,800 just for the insurance for the right, game with right. the rider, with the rider, the million dollar policy rider for the, for the event area that we're playing the game at under the PSFCA, the last say four years, I've paid no more than $400 for that same policy. Great. That's awesome. So, yeah. So um, there's a lot of benefits. You really just need to look into it. If you have any questions, you know, you guys can, uh, you guys can find me. I'll be, I'm inside that, uh, that org chart. Um, or, um, you know, you can find me on Facebook. I'm not hard to find. Just Google Mike Farsquhoy and you'll find me. <laughs> You want to get a hold of me? Just send me. I I always answer my phone. I always reply to text, and I I always reply to email. I can so, attest to all that, Coach. I have firsthand experience with all that. Right away, gets back right away and answers his phone every time. I can attest yeah, to that. So, well, Coach, I so know you're you're, you're a busy guy, and and uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So we'll kind of wrap things up there, and, and uh, appreciate you talking to everybody. And uh, if you get if you uh, if you have a chance, Coach, get, get on. I know you haven't listened to any other episodes yet, but get on here and no, spread the word about it. Because I, that's I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of do the same thing. I want to make this uh, I want to make football better, especially for those in Pennsylvania and and uh, around this area. So I hear you. Hey, thank no, thank you for giving me the opportunity to reach out to everyone who listens, and um, I think what you're doing. You know this. You're always one. Of, you're always my guy, and you know <laughs> oh, you've thanks, done a great. You've done. A, we we met a lot. We met when you were at LVC, and you know we always had that connection. And, and when you came to Schuylkill County to to recruit, I thought you did a great job for the kids of our area. And I'm all about guys who are willing to work hard for kids. So I appreciate. I think it, you've, all, you've I think you've always done that, and uh, I'll support you in anything you got you got going on. Coach, that's much appreciated. Thanks again for coming on the show. And, and I've been saying this to all the guests so far. I want you to come back for another show and uh, and really appreciate everything you do for, for football. Thanks, Coach. All right. Appreciate it.
Coaches, if you haven't done so yet, head over to costcamps.com, C-O-S-C-A-M-P-S.com. We got a resource there. It's um, skills blog. We got the past podcasts. You can go on there. Check that out anytime. Thank you so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time.